gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Tailgate. Today is January 12th, 2022. We're back in the Woos Media Studio. I am your host, Will Chambers. To me, as always, to the left, professional better Tyler Walgy. Hello, mate. Producer Smitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're here in the Georgia Bulldogs, our national champions. Georgia. I'm wearing my Georgia red. Are you? Yes. That's, that's not quite, but you know what? You're wearing red, so yeah, am I, actually. Yeah. Smitty's the only one not wearing red. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Georgia Bulldogs won. I'd like to say, even though I picked Alabama for the game and Tyler correctly picked uh, Georgia to cover the spread, they did. Georgia was my preseason national champion pick. Mm-hmm. I, so I just want to get that out there. Oh, Will had big, big surprise. Yes. Will was cheering for both teams. Big surprise. Did I win? Did I did I barely lose the bet board? Yes. Barely, but yes. I did predict a national do. champion uh, winner before the season started. So that's a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. We do have a final count for the bet board. Uh, it did end 31-13. Don't they call that a palindrome? I think they call that a uh, an ass whooping. Well, <laughs> they do. But yes, that would be a palindrome. Uh, but I don't know. If so, pal- do palindrome? Yeah, it is. So, so let's do some quick math here. Because Will, to start the season, quick math. was up five to one. So do you remember that? It was week one or two. I thought you it was like up, five to two, but it doesn't it, matter. It, it was way. five to one. <laughs> That means I think we're on a you really shit your pants there. Tyler went on a yeah. heater, a thirty to eight run. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Being that you're like the numbers guy, you're an yes. analytics guy. Um, it's actually impressive that I did so bad. Is no, it not? no. Well, that you did so bad. Yeah, because yeah, technically well, I should have I should have like regressed back to the mean at yeah, some point. We, we, we and yet I didn't expect this kind of a season. That that was and crazy. I had one week where I went four and zero against you, right? And so that's even more impressive that I started five and one, had a four and zero week, and ended up with only thirteen <laughs> bad <laughs> victories. I know, so, I know, but. Uh, Look, it's that's how it goes sometimes. Well, sometimes and, it's how it go, how, look me in Alabama the exact same. We both lose the championship, um, very close. Now, can I say something about that? Because it's a I want to I, I want to be careful with this with the audience because sometimes we have fun and mm. we talk about uh, headlines with college football, but it's so important to understand from a betting point of view. And I get it. Some of the listeners and some of the, the some some people don't bet, and that's fine. But for those who do, what are you doing though? <laughs> don't overreact to one game. This is such a classic mistake. Yes. And I, I, I talk about the NBA or the NHL or baseball where they play series, right? In in the playoffs, and what we see all the time is there's a blowout, and after a blowout, always in every sport the line comes back the same. And I know we're talking about football, not these other sports, but the point is we don't get that opportunity in football. It's mm. one and done. Maybe we get a rematch like we did SEC championship or the national championship, so on and so forth. But in football, for some reason, everyone overreacts. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the season's shorter and games have a bigger impact on the outcome. But now, that's just the structure of the game. That's so. fair. And and you, to your credit, you have been a, a model of that for most of the year where you, you've been the one pounding the table, like, let's not overreact to one game. However, how does that factor into the fact that you picked Alabama, rightfully so, um, when, in the SEC championship game, and then you picked Georgia as they were favorites. So I liked Alabama in the SEC championship because I thought that the value on them was just so low. Everyone was underestimating how good they could be. Mm-hmm. Hence, the six and a half, seven point underdog in kickoff. Right. So to me, that was just, I didn't necessarily, I knew how good Georgia was, 
But that was just me buying Alabama at the lowest that you could probably buy them in the last decade. That's right. why I bet on them. And then after that game, everyone overreacts and goes the other way, and the line comes down to two and a half. And on top of that, uh, if you listen to my podcast called the, uh, uh, it's called uh, Sports Betting Daily. The Joe Rogan Experience. It is. It's, <laughs> it's called Sports Betting Daily. You can find it wherever you listen to this pod. And on on uh, Monday, day of the game, I put out my preview. And on yeah. the preview, I, I gave out all these reasons why I was picking Georgia. And it wasn't just the fact that everyone was overreacting. Now, that had something to, to do with the line For going sure. to two and a half. But it was also, and I'm not being retroactive here. Again, this is all recorded. You can go back and listen on my show. But it was the fact that when a team wins, there's not that much to change. Okay, so you don't want to mix up that much. And Bill O'Brien had a month to come up with that game plan the first time they played. Mm. Georgia was so confused with... The, the bunch formations, the the pre-snap motions, that those are things they can fix. If it were unfixable, that's one thing. Those are things that the, the secondary isn't going to get thrown off with two games in a row. Jordan Davis was playing at like 30 40% recovering from COVID. So all these things started adding up to where not only was Georgia healthy, had a game plan that Alabama hadn't seen because everyone said, oh, Georgia, they were all in for the SEC championship and they were all, you know, they wanted that so bad. Well, then why did the film and stats show that they had the exact same game plan they had all year. If, if not, they got more conservative. Right. Meanwhile, Alabama threw the entire kitchen sink at them because they had to win to get in. So they were in two different places. Georgia showed Alabama nothing. Alabama showed Georgia everything. So when you get the rematch and the line comes down four points and I get a team who's just as talented, to me, that's why I was on Georgia. So right. Alabama, the first time you're buying low. And if you just think about it, Georgia, I'm buying them low as well. So I, I do, I do, however, think there is something to the fact that, I mean, it, I get that there were health issues and there's matchup stuff like you were talking about, but like there was an urgency in Georgia on, uh, on Monday night that we didn't see in the SC championship game. I agree. And that's what the loss also does. You For know, sure. When you lose and you start, I mean, that's human nature, right? You win, you win, you win, yep. and then you finally get that loss and you step up and, and play better. Now, I took a picture of a tweet, and this is what I talk about you with took these- a picture of a tweet. Uh, 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 I'm such an old person, dude. <laughs> I took a uh, screenshot of a tweet. There we go. And should I, I'm, I'm going to use this person's name because they're just a moron. People yeah, are so dumb on Twitter, okay? And I wouldn't mind- No. If, it's not the fact that people are uneducated about sports betting because that's fine. It's like, I get it. But it's when people have such bravado and act like they know everything and they're just blatantly wrong mm. about some things. Like there's opinions and then there's just terrible opinions. And so this one, he said, his name is Zach Miller. I'm not going to give out his, his thing. Huh, sounds like Zach Miller. Dick. So he goes, uh, Zach Miller band. And he was commenting on a, on a, on a tweet from a professional better. And he said, I can't figure out why Alabama is a three point dog after they beat after the beating they put in Georgia weeks ago. What am I missing? And That's not the worst thing to say. No, 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 no. And then someone came in and said, you're I missing see, okay. that Georgia closed a six and a half point favorite in that game. And then Zach Miller comes back and says, I see. So the bookmakers, rather than admit they were wrong the first time, only make minor adjustments. Mm. So I think this is how a lot of people think about the market and think about these numbers. And it's so important to understand that the market isn't the books. We all think of, or a lot of people, I think, when they hear the market or the lines, they think of sports books. What sports books put out there? It's not the case. Sports books put a line out there, opening line, which, by the way, they're not trying to predict the game. They're trying to predict the money and split that in two. And once the line's out, it gets shaped by professional bettors and public bettors if there's enough money and all these different people. So if the line opens up, Michigan minus three, 
and it gets bet to Michigan minus six, the market is everyone betting Michigan minus six. The opening lines and then all those syndicates who bet afterwards and, and, and everyone afterwards. Think about it this way. If you're a line at a sports book and the line opens up and you get the fresh opening line, no one's bet it yet, and the, and the sports book opens up and you're the, the third person in line. Right. And Michigan's minus three. And Joe Schmo goes up and bets max limit Joe on Michigan. Schmo. And the line moves from three to four. Mm. Well, now you're not betting against the house. Now you're betting against the house and Joe Schmo. Okay, and then guy number two goes up and bets another max bet on Michigan. Now it's minus five. So now you're betting against the house, Joe Schmo, and guy number th- guy number two. So the market, it's a collection of wisdom. That's why I always say, by kickoff, the market is actually smarter than any one person. It's a collection of everybody. If anyone thought, who knows what they're doing with money by kickoff that Georgia shouldn't have been six and a half game one or two and a half game two, they would have moved that line. So we all need to respect the market more and understand that when it opens up three and we all say, oh, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. If it doesn't make sense, it'll get hammered into a line that does make sense. And if it doesn't make sense to you or me, we're often wrong. So it was a good opportunity to learn from the national championship. It was a great game. But everyone's swinging from Georgia to Alabama. Learn your lesson. Don't overreact from one game. These teams have a lot more left in the tank and left in the game plan that we didn't maybe see the first game. So, Tyler, uh, you can't, the listeners can't see because we're in the studio. We're not filming this. In the studio, Tyler has an altar to the market. You worship the market. You're a, <laughs> I do. That's, you're, you're a betting market. That's your religion. I'm a professional better, and in my opinion, <laughs> if you don't respect the market, you're going to get beaten by it. Yeah, exactly. you have to respect it, and you have to. Well, the you moment, have to. I, every moment I get cocky, every single moment I say to someone, "Oh, I'm dialed in. Oh, I'm a hot. Oh, I'm a cold street." Do comes. you ever sacrifice anything to the betting market? I'm not going to talk about or any chickens. Of that stuff. Or I will not talk about people. fires. That I have did been see set. some uh, see a chicken coop out back. So. That's right. There's no, a chicken I just coop. Like fresh eggs. There's like he's got a cleaver <laughs> knife yeah, right exactly. next to his desk. <laughs> yeah. No, look, you're you're absolutely right, and you prove once again, like what you know that that don't don't. Uh, I mean, you're you're exactly right. Don't overreact to one game. And for me, it was hard to just like maybe it's just my like my dumb brain like I, I saw Alabama just whoop up on Georgia and it was, I just felt like I couldn't do it I couldn't pick against Alabama again and honestly part of it was just that I I would have felt twice as stupid picking Georgia and having Alabama beat them again and being like I bet against Nick Saban twice as an underdog you know what I mean that that yeah. like factored into my decision I hate right. to admit it right but yeah man Georgia yeah oh. a, a big thing that factored in my decision is what Tyler says all the time never bet against Nick Saban. I know there's yes. some 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 part of that's in jest, but you know on this show out of the three of us I am by far the the novice as far as it beca- as far as betting goes. And that advice that you just gave Tyler because I am one of those people that thinks that thought that the sports book that's where it ends, that they're making lines. I never thought to Think about all the all the money that comes in on different sides. So you're not you're not only betting against one thing; you're betting against everybody's collective unconscious, basically. So I think that's great advice. So uh, it, it's it is interesting that sports betting really at its heart is a multiplayer game. It's kind of kind of cool. To yeah. Think about that. Yeah. 
So. Um, well, listen, the, the Georgia Bulldogs do it. Georgia fans out there dogs. celebrate this one. Who let the dogs hard to believe. Hard, hard to believe that it was 40 years <laughs> since they had won a national championship. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane to think. 40 years. Now, do you think that's because they're in the SEC and it's more difficult because, A, they get beat up and it's hard to come out when you're injured and you're beat up in the SEC, and also, you're going to have more losses. So do you think it's naturally harder for teams like that in the SEC? I mean, let's put it like this. If they played in the Pac-12, do you think it would have been a 40-year drought? Um, Probably I not. Don't. <sighs> yeah. Look, I mean, that's hard, hard to say, though. I think you could definitely make that argument over the last, like, 15 years, because that's when we've really seen the SEC just dominate college football. And, of course, ha- going up against Alabama often, that's going to limit your opportunities as well. Um, you know, I don't know. Going... Dating, going back into like the 80s and the 90s and whatnot, that's tough to say because the, the college football world was just totally different. But, I mean, just a massive win for Georgia. What a year to go 14-1 and to avenge their only loss. And, by the way, this was a great national championship game. It was super exciting. Like, the first half was like an old-school SEC. You know, it was 6-9. to nine. It was all field goals, all defense. And then the second half, things start to break open. Georgia just totally dominates the second half, especially the fourth quarter. They scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. And I was most impressed with with Stetson Bennett. Uh, I mean, first of all, what an incredible story. Everyone knows that the, he was a walk-on. He transferred out, and then he came back. Um He's not your prototypical court. He's not Bryce Young. Let's just face it. Bryce Young had an incredible game, but Georgia was so good. And, and Stetson Bennett, that moment where he had the fumble that was kind of like an interception where he got sacked, the ball came out of his hand, and the Alabama player grabbed it right on the sideline in the second half, I thought to myself, they're done. Because at that point, the, the Georgia offense really hadn't done much. They hadn't been able to score, and I thought to myself, if they're not going to be able to do this now, you know, Alabama had had their opportunities and you got to give Georgia credit. Alabama would get into the red zone and force uh, and Georgia would force them to kick field goals. But then after something happened there in the second half and Georgia just kept swinging, they kept taking shots. Stetson Bennett hit some really big, deep throws, uh, none bigger than that touchdown that went to uh, what was his name? Adana Adonai Mitchell, that incredible catch in the yep. end zone. I mean, Georgia just just did it, and it was still a really close game, but I'm just most glad that it was entertaining. It was a great game. Yeah, for sure. And and I think the biggest thing, too, is we talked about it last week about teams like you know, Georgia and Alabama, other teams playing into their hands, and that's exactly what Georgia didn't do with Alabama. As you, like you said, they kept swinging, and uh, they, you know, you kind of need to hit Alabama in the mouth to beat them, and, that, and they sure. just kept on, like you said, taking swings. But it was about Georgia's defense. Like oh, that's yeah. what won the game. Absolutely. Is the offense ended up scoring points for sure. But but the well, focus they also had should, a pick six too. Yeah, that exactly. exactly. The, the defense was big, and the adjustments yeah. they made on defense. Jordan Davis being healthy. Jordan Davis is a freak of nature. Secondary healthy. Alabama had the injury during the game too. I mean, I know. And so such a bummer for yeah, uh, that's for, tough. Uh, Williams or Williams, Jameson Williams. That was brutal. And on a big play, he goes down. It's it come, turns out it's an ACL. You know, if you've seen that injury before, you knew it immediately when it happened. Oh yeah. Whenever the knee bends in like inside like that, um, that's an ACL. So such a bummer for that kid, obviously because. He was projected to be a first-round draft pick. No word on you know if he's going to go pro or if he's going to come back. But that's tough. brutal, absolutely brutal, yeah. and just goes to show you that you know whatever the debate over players sitting out, I think is a stupid one, and uh, you know players should be able to do whatever whatever the fuck they want. But that just goes to show you that hey, you know you can get hurt any day, any time, and uh, and in his case, it could cost him millions of dollars. Right? Uh, I mean that's 
Anytime you're losing millions, you never like that. First round draft selection. Millions. And so that's tough, man. But... Bama's going to be back. I mean, oh, at yeah. this point, oh, they're not going wow, anywhere. Will with the hot take hot, alert. Listen, well, I'm going to just go ahead and, and, and gonna be back. stamp it with my name. I'm just going to go ahead and call my shot. Alabama will be hey, in the hey. mix for the playoff next year. <laughs> Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Ryan, can you mark it down somewhere where we're doing this? Because we have to start time Bet stamping board. this stuff. Bet board. Yep. We're going to each pick <laughs> two teams next year for the ship. For the ship? Bama, Georgia are out. Oh, yeah, well, yeah to win the ship. That's So uh, how about just non-Bama? That seems fair. Wait, so Georgia's in it? Well, no way. I, I, you're just saying you have to pick two teams to make... The, yeah, so, so it's just like a quick draft. What just would the championship draft. be between... No, just who wins it next year. Who wins it next year? Yeah, the winner. And next it can't year. include Alabama or Georgia? I mean, I feel like... Or, or is that stupid? Should we no, 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 that's fine. I, I, like, I like the challenge. I'm going to go with... All right, so Will's uh, got the first pick, Ryan. You can have seven pick. I'm going to go with Ohio State. I think if they get a defense together, the offense is going to be nuts, and that'll be them, unfortunately. But Ohio State would be my pick. All right. Ryan. Yeah, that was going to be mine as well. Um, can I mix this with a dark horse pick as well? I mean, if you want Throw to, this is your there. pick for next year. I mean, whatever you want to do. I'm going to go with Utah. Oh, boy. That God, is, that is the darkest of horse, but I love it. <laughs> so, uh, again, I, I think I, t- I also we like took to live Bama- dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> I think we took Bama Georgia out just because those are obviously the two top picks right now, probably. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm going to go. Uh, uh, ooh, that's a dark horse. As, as far as I disclaimer, I was going to go with Ohio State, but to make it interesting, I'm going with somebody else. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to go OU. Oh, okay. And we're going Venables. Snake. So, I get back to back. Oh, snake draft? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, snake. go ahead. Uh, now, Ryan, you're talking dark horse. This is the darkest of horses, but I want it, dude. USC. The Trojans. I'm going Trojans. In, in Lincoln's okay. first year. Yeah. That is a bold pick yeah. for sure. Well, he's gonna get a lot of more uh, he's gonna get a lot more transfers than right now. We're recording this on January twelfth. Okay. They're gonna start coming in. Ryan, uh, you're next. Who you got? Uh let me think. I'm looking here. I'll go with AM. That, Ooh, that's like a that. good pick for sure. Okay. I will wrap it up. Uh, I will pick the Baylor Bears. Dave Aranda. Oh, come out that's of my Big pick. 12. All right, the cool. All right, now we got our two... Uh, uh, Bears. Now we got our... Uh, we each have our two games our next year. Our future picks. Yeah, future yeah. picks. Now that counts for the bet board. If we win it, is that worth one bet board game? Or is that worth like How two about bet this? How about this? Well, see, I'm not a part of the bet board, so <laughs> I really don't have any That's true. To. Well, Ryan... However, we, okay, we if your dark horse me. hits, then then it negates all losses on the bet board. <laughs> <laughs> that is... No, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to give... No, <laughs> I'm not giving you one of those. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to weasel my way into a Will, bet Will's still sore Victory. from that meteoric slide. 31-13. That's big time. Um, yeah, look incredible year for georgia another dominant year for the sec uh the sec just gets stronger and stronger and for them to have you know the top mm-hmm. two teams in the country it just means more. basically all year long it just means more mm-hmm. big deal and uh cool for kirby smart too being a, a alum he played yeah, at sure. georgia that's a thing you know they they detailed it during the broadcast uh you know the the, the few coaches that have won a national championship at their school and pretty incredible i don't know if i can call him kirby dumb anymore no you can't no nope. no I still think he needs a better haircut. I think his haircut is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, new haircut or new barber? I mean, probably the same thing. Both. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I think so, um, too. Because yeah. the barber, I don't know, you know, whoever's doing it, you got to know, I mean, 
at, at Georgia, they probably have like a really nice barber on staff so all the players can get their cuts and stuff. Yeah, why didn't he? Why, he can't, like why can't he get something better than like a Lloyd maybe, Christmas? Maybe he's got bowl. bad hair. <laughs> well, <laughs> Lloyd Christmas. Well, well, see, they they need to be like uh, barbers need to be it need to be held to the same rules that like plastic surgeons do. Like if they think it's unnecessary. And it's it it good anyway. way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the rules for plastic. No, I, I think I'm pretty sure plastic surgeons have like the right to refuse. Uh, they have the right, but they don't. <laughs> that's they that, can, that may be true, but they right don't. So, so now we're going to get into ethics of plastic surgeons. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got a couple of things to say on that one. <laughs> uh, there was some college football news before we get into, you know, we're, we're going to, by the way, uh, we're doing the tailgate award show awards for this but week up, but and everyone does their way too early top 25 and I hate those. And so we're doing the way too early, not top 25, which really isn't a full top 25 rankings. It's going to be pick the teams that everyone think thinks is going to do well next year and uh and which ones are going to be okay. disappointing i have okay. three teams on that list i like it um but there was some news in college football and it look it's basically all about the transfer portal and i saw this stat and it blows my mind about the transfer portal obviously this is this is a a somewhat new thing in college football Smitty and I were talking about it before we started recording the portal that even Alabama had seven guys uh, entering the portal. So currently right now there are upwards of 1700 college football players in the portal and that it would be enough to field an entire 12 team conference, which is absurd. (laughs) And I know that a lot of these guys are making the smart decision or the good decision for them. And I'm all for the players having the right to do it, but there's going to be so many players get left out of this that are going to be screwed going elsewhere. And I think uh, that number blew my mind because if you would have asked me before I saw that, how many players do you think are in the portal? I mean, I don't know that I even would have guessed 500. And it's like more than 1,700, almost 2,000. No, it's a lot. I mean, but I think that's the result just because the first year we're seeing this. Right. Everyone's overreacting. It's going to eventually calm down in a year, two years, three years. It's just the first year. I mean, I think this always happens. When when there's new legislation, when there's new rules, everyone always overreacts. So Yeah, I I would tell some of these guys, and again, let's let's remember that we're talking about, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old guys that, that, you know, Sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side, you know. Um, yeah. You know, Stetson Bennett. Look at him; he's an example. He stuck it out, actually left, came back, and now he's a national champion. So for sure, you, you just be careful on what decisions you're making hastily. Um, I know I don't. There is so much that I regret when I was that young. So, I mean, but never. what we're seeing is <laughs> players go to lesser schools. I see so many players transferring I mean, that's, to that's true too. Yeah, like lower right. schools. It's like okay, they just want to get their stats up, their yeah. touches up, their catches up. So I think that's it's motivation. It's so individual. Yeah, for, yeah, you know, for sure. For everyone. That's so true. It, it just depends on what you. Just want. a wild number though. Seventeen hundred. No, players that's a ton. Is absurd. For sure. yeah. So, um, well, listen, it's the news. news I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think about what you know the future of college football is we have conference realignment coming up and how different things could look even ju- i mean this has been one of the more wild college football seasons that we've seen obviously the, the news of oklahoma and texas leaving uh planning on leaving the big 12 and going to the sec hasn't happened yet could happen soon they're talking college football ex- uh, playoff expansion we saw big name coaches leaving for other jobs brian kelly lincoln riley i mean What's the what's the thing that's going to happen next year that no one is going to see coming? Hmm. Because every year it feels like this happens, and this was an exciting college football year. For more than that, there were upsets around you know all, all over the country. Um, you know, outside of 
you know, for a while there, we all thought Alabama wasn't going to be a national championship level team. And there seemed like there was much more parity this year. And so looking forward, like what's going to be the thing next year that you think that, that, that we won't see coming? Well, I don't know about won't see coming, but I think LSU going to surprise mm. a lot of people. Brian Kelly first year. So for sure. I mean, that could definitely be something. Uh, again, uh, this may not surprise a lot of people, but talk about relation to this year, Clemson. I think Clemson's going to be back. Uh, LSU going to surprise some people. I think the Pac-12 is going to be more competitive than people think. Yeah. So uh, that, that's I think I, I put USC on that list too. USC, Clemson. Uh, I think they're coming back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. I, you know, I'm I'm interested to see because I actually think that one of either USC or LSU is not going to work out. I feel like everyone, including me. I mean, I feel like those are slam dunk hires, but I just my gut tells me it's going to go bad for one of those two coaches. Well, if it's going to go bad for one of two, it's going to be LSU because USC's got the easiest schedule ever. I mean, let's still face it. The Pac-12 is not loaded here. Right. So Brian Kelly with the difficult schedule, if you're going to pick one of the two, but I think he's going to turn them around quickly. Again, he's going to get transfers in. He's already got a lot of talent there. It's not like the yeah. cupboard was bare. Yeah. So I think that they're going to hit the ground running. Brian Kelly, as I've said for a couple of years, he's a really... well. I would say underrated. I don't know if he's still in the underrated category, but I think he's a great head coach. Top I agree. five for sure. But like everyone is so sure, and look, including me, that Lincoln Riley is just going to dominate at at the Pac-12 that I feel like, or at, at USC, that it's going, it's setting up the opportunity for us all to be like, holy shit, is this really just like a no, foundational I mean, thing at the school? To me, that's easy. Answer this. Do you think he is an elite head coach? Yes. He can yeah. out-scheme. He can put a staff together. I mean, I guess that's the question now, is can he put a staff together from scratch? Right. Because a lot was in place there for a long time and the history and whatever, blah, 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 with OU. But still, if he can get the people around him he needs to and you think he's an elite head coach, there's no reason why he's not going to succeed. Herm yeah. Edwards went into the Pac-12 and immediately dominated. That's a good so point. So yeah. I think he'll be fine. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's get to the tailgate awards. Tailgate awards. Hey, hey, before I, I got a little non-football nugget to okay. put in here. I love nuggets. Can we put a nugget in here? Yes. Uh, I know we just wrapped up. This is uh, one of our first shows of 2022. That's right. Happy and New Year. I have uh, Happy New Year. Can we? No, we can't still say sure Happy New Year. I mean, we? technically you can say it whenever, right? It's kind of like every... Sure. It, is, it is the new year. Okay. So I have a 2021 <laughs> quiz. It's a quiz. Oh, okay. Yeah. For, I love this. Just on, like, in general, shit that happened. Yeah. Let's go. All I right. love this. Should we Trivia. do some game music? Game music, or should we not? Should we skip it? What do you think, producer yeah, Ryan? I, can, I could do some. You, yeah, want, you want Pepper a little something in here? Let's I don't do some know. game music. I, I don't like know it. what he's got back there. Oh. I don't know what he can cook up. He is frying Ryan. He usually can cook something up. That's back true. There. Yes. And with the pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention he's an instrumentalist. Pepper something up. All right. So this quiz is 2021, all 2021. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and it is technically uh, multiple choice. Okay. So I'll get the question out there, and if you guys can't get it, then I'll give you guys a few options. Love it. Question one. Which United States president had his Facebook account suspended in 2021? I mean, it's not George Washington, so I'm going <laughs> to go with Donald Trump. All right. Yes, yeah. correct. Starting easy. Starting easy. There we go. All right. Which of the following billionaires went to space in 2021? Was it Warren Buffett and Mark Zuckerberg? Was it Elon Musk and Bill Gates? Or was it Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos? 
option three. Yeah, I think we'll see. Option three is correct. Yes. Yeah, all right, good job. Let's do a couple more. Which U.S. city was the first to require people to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination to enter businesses? Was it New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, or San Antonio? Uh, I got to go with either L.A. or New York. I'll go with L.A. I'll go New York. It was New York City. Damn it. Damn libs. Which country country hosted the delayed 2020 Olympics in 2021? Was it China, Thailand, Australia, or Japan? It was Japan. Japan. Correct. On both counts. All right. On June 25th, 2021, a fossilized skull of a new species of human was found in northeast China. What nickname was the skull given? Bright-eyed man, first man, dragon man, or lost man? Lost man. I'm just going to go Dragon Man because it, it was cool. Dragon Man. <laughs> wow. It was called Dragon Man. Is it because Man. it was in China and that's like the dragon I stuff? Don't know. Game I would, of Thrones shit I right there. So. <laughs> All right, let's go one more. What anniversary is the Harry Potter film franchise celebrating or did celebrate in 2021? 20. 20. Correct. 20th. Yeah. Boom. Good job. Boom. Good job. All right. We read the news. Hey, a little non-football uh, 2021 quiz. We read the news. Yeah. Um, well, listen, for the tailgate awards, we're not doing just your, your basic, here's your Heisman, here's your MVP, here's your coach of the year. Those are boring. Uh, you all know what those are. They're boring. So instead, we have a couple boilerplate ones. We've got favorite game, favorite college football storyline or uh, a story or headline, and then some make up your own awards, yeah. which I'm excited to hear. Mm-hmm. So first of all, let's just start with your favorite game. Of the year. Tyler, go ahead. Uh, favorite game of the year. Let's see here. I have it written down. So, Well, there were two. It okay. was either. Now, I don't want to take yours because mm-hmm. I know what yours is going to be. Do you? So I'm, or do I not? Boise? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. So I'm going to skip my favorite of the year because I think okay. it's yours. Okay. So my second favorite, which takes the actual cake, mm-hmm. is Oregon-Ohio State. Oh, yeah. That was that a That was a good early season game. Mm-hmm. Pac-12, where it matters more. Big upset. Dominating the Big where Ten. Where it matters more. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, I, 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 my team, the CU Buffs, playing the Pac-12. Yep. And I cheer for Pac-12 teams for the very reason that when teams on your schedule or have a lot of similar games are winning, it looks better for your team. Yeah, Especially rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah, so I go for the Pac-12 in those kind of games. Usually, it doesn't go very well. So Oregon going to Ohio State, stomping on the Buckeyes in the horseshoe. That was a good one. Oh, that was huge. I enjoyed that one. That huge. I didn't do my number one, though, because I, I got to give it to you. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I mean, now I'm confused. Maybe maybe that is mine. Maybe not. Come uh, on. Smitty, what, what yeah, was your right. game of the year? Don't uh, be Mike Greenberg. We we all know what you're doing. I'm gonna go with the uh, with the Red River rivalry. Great, sure. great hey selection. Oh. Yes, that was a great game. I mean, yeah. uh, Texas jumps out early, and then uh, they're definitely not back. They are. Texas <laughs> is definitely not back to the tune of what four and eight. Um, <laughs> 
I had two here, and you just took my top one, which was the Red River rivalry, really? the Red River shootout. I thought that game was incredible, just like you said. Texas jumps out to the lead. Oklahoma comes back. It's still a game. Uh, it goes all the way to, uh, I think, to overtime or the Rattler end of the fourth quarter. Replaced. Yeah, incredible game. Exactly. That was Caleb Williams' breaking out party. Yep. And then my other one, which I'm sure is what Tyler assumes it was, the game, Michigan versus Ohio State. Michigan finally gets the monkey off their back, and uh, I just loved everything about that game. I was freaking out every minute of it, and uh, it was incredible. So yeah, enjoy it yours. thoroughly. Yeah, I gave it to you. Uh, favorite story or headline from this year? Uh, it has nothing to do with the actual season. Okay. NCAA video game is coming back. I didn't even think Boom. about that's that. That's the headline Boom. of the that's year. That's the winner. Yeah, right that, that's headline that's of the season. absolutely headline of the season. Yeah. Okay, Smitty? Um, I'm going to have to go. With, I guess like some some of it happened uh, just at the end of the regular season, but uh, the whole head coaching shakeup I thought was really cool this year. Absolutely. Um, Mostly because it, it involved some really high level programs, and you usually don't see that when you when you have a team that has a lot of success, they tend to stick with their head coaches. So yeah, okay. Uh, mine was the story that came out kind of mid season, mid to late season, about how Coach O was basically just trying to bang every woman in, in Louisiana, <laughs> and they you know they uh, threw and it turns out some of those details that originally came out with the story maybe weren't true. He's such an or, apologist. No, no, no. That that ended up coming out because the story was like you know he hit on some chick at a gas station, ended up being a uh, Louisiana State administrator's wife. Apparently that didn't happen at all. Um, maybe That's what made it so fun. Maybe he did hit <laughs> on a pregnant woman. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> but I just thought that story was hilarious. So I uh, love it. Love everything, Coach O. Uh-huh. Hope he gets hired somewhere soon. I'm sure he will. Um, now into the homemade awards, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I got a couple of homemades here. Okay. Uh, I have actually have several. So I always like to go back to the office, you know, the Dundies. I like to take a couple Michael Scott awards and reframe them for college football. So I'll do those first. Okay. Uh, I have my bushiest, busiest beaver award, which is Mike Leach. Uh, He kind of reminds me of a beaver, sort of. He's kind of beaver-like. And he was very bushy and busy. I mean, he did a rehaul, getting rid of the, what did he say, cutting off the fat of the program last year. Yep. Firing the fat people. And look, he won games this year. I think it was a very successful season based on what we saw last year. So Mike Leach, Bushiest, Busiest Beaver Award. Uh, Longest Engagement Award, which of Ah. course went to Pam Beasley in the office. Iowa State, yet to get to double-digit wins. Will guaranteed it this year. Didn't even get close. Didn't they get there last year? No, they have never. We talked about this. They've never had double-digit wins as a program, Iowa State. Always the bridesmaids, never Uh, the bride. And then last, uh, my Extreme Repulsiveness Award, which uh, went to Toby Flenderson, of course. Uh, Mel Tucker, how does he not get it? Yeah, that's true. I mean, do you have anyone to add to the Extreme Repulsiveness Award? Maybe, Maybe Scott Frost? We put uh, him on there. I mean, ah, yeah, you could, well. throw, you could throw Harbaugh on there. I feel like pretty easily. He Harbaugh. seems pretty impulsive. I love Harbaugh. No, I do too. But he seems pretty pretty impulsive. That's all. Oh, repulsive, repulsive, yeah, extreme. Re- <laughs> no, all right, my bad, my bad. No, extreme no I mean, to some people, yes, but uh, no, I wouldn't put him on there. Yeah. So there you go. Those are my first three from the okay. office. I have uh, Tyler. You're gonna like this one. This is the Matt Campbell Award. <laughs> so this goes to the coach that uh, that is uh, perpetually overhyped oh. <laughs> and everyone throws the name out there for, for potential coaching hires, um, but never lives up to the hype. And it was actually tough to come across because truthfully, Matt Campbell still owns the title. He to does. This award. He is the leader of the Matt Campbell. <laughs> but award. where I'm going is Hugh freeze. Uh, oh, okay. Look, he's had some good years at Liberty. He just got signed to a massive contract, 
but he was never even that good at Ole Miss. He had issues there. You know, they had a good season two seasons ago at uh, Liberty, but this year was kind of disappointing, mm. especially with Malik Willis, you know, the future NFL Holy quarterback there. And and people were tossing his name at like, oh, let's get him hired at a big program. I just don't see it. So Hugh Freeze is my Matt Campbell Award winner. Uh, I love that. By the way, if your last name is Freeze, that's kind of like a kicker having the last name Blewett. You're not going to get on a hot streak mm. if your name is Freeze. But counterpoint, uh, Mr. Freeze from Batman Schwarzenegger is it, like Arnold Schwarzenegger was amazing as as yeah, but if you have Doctor Freeze or Miss it's Mister Freeze isn't it I think so yeah I think, I think he everybody he, chill out I, like, come I, on I think he is a doctor because his wife is like in that tank that's right and yeah, he Mr. just becomes Mister he didn't yeah. have his doctorate but to in me that sounds, that sounds dumb like if your if your superpower is ice and that's you can what freeze you do. everybody yeah but you can freeze everyone but there's a lot of counters to ice fire yeah exactly. I don't just know about heat a up, lot. Rub your hands together. There's right. one, but for <laughs> sure. But also, what about, ice what about is a, a counter what about a to a fire. hot plate? But he had he had an ice gun. You could like freeze friction. Anything. There's a lot of counters. <laughs> There's start a lot of counters around to, in the ice. What would your superpower be if you could have one? Uh, Besides, like the like invisibility. Like no, you can't th- just those pick are the Superman. classics. Uh, right. I, I, I would do time travel. Oh, okay, that one's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, that that would for sure be it. Like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Time well, what would, you, what would you do? Um, I think being able to, um, to read people's minds would be pretty sweet. On, on no, command, though. On that command. would be not, the worst. Not twenty four seven. You're yeah. not just hearing thoughts. Yeah. But if I could like <laughs> look and, and read your mind, that would be awesome. I also think that wouldn't be a good outlet. Like that would never be even good a good option. You don't want to know. No, what it's not about knowing thinking. what. What no, but it's it's selectively. You get to choose when. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, if I, don't I just know. go, if I put my fingers on my temples, I think and I if look you, at you look, I understand. I think if you have all the options, though, you're that's that's like wasting a wish. I don't like that no way. One. See, could, see, well, I mean, if you didn't have you know selectiveness in it, you'd just be Bruce Almighty well, when I, he's getting too many prayers. How, how right. is the next one after? Time travel, not being able to stop time. See, all might have to do with time. Stop time, like where it is now. Well, to, to time travel, Imagine how much you, you can get well, done. You have to be able to stop time. If you could stop time <laughs> right now and do stuff, you could get like years of work okay, done. Okay, now imagine like if I second. was Mr. Freeze and I froze everyone. That's like stopping time, and then you can do all kinds of stuff while everyone's That's frozen. Don't try and bring Mr. Freeze back See, into this. My, my, mine would be to be super fast with everything, like the Flash. Like so that. you're just moving it like a million times faster than everybody else. That's so basically technically, time travel. They're time, that's, obviously, that's yes, true, I yeah. guess. And then yeah. obviously flying. Flying, flying would be cool. cool. All right, yeah. so anyway. Okay, or just yeah. flying for free mm-hmm. would be sweet too. <laughs> um, my next award is the Transfer Portal Award. So the transfer portal is a big thing. We talked about it. Everyone's doing it. And this award I'm giving to the University of Oklahoma. And here's why. Obviously, they're having a bunch of players transfer out now. I think the, the total, it's it's high single digits or double digits now of, of Oklahoma players that have decided to transfer out off of this year's roster. Their head coach decided to transfer. Uh, Lincoln ah, Riley leaves yes. Oklahoma, transfers to USC, <laughs> and the whole school of Oklahoma is transferring from the Big 12 to the SEC. So they win the trans. They're, they're, they're the transfer portal <laughs> That's champions. That's perfect. I mean, yeah. I can't argue that one. Absolutely. Uh, and then my last one, this is the Disaster Waiting to Happen Award. Um, this to me is, and, and we talked about it earlier. I'm not predicting, but I'm saying like, if there is a disaster waiting to happen, it's Brian Kelly at LSU. It's that uh. if things don't go right there, like I think he's a great coach. This isn't about him being a bad coach, but I'm just saying that 
that the hype of landing that guy and it's a 10-year, $100 million, it's a massive contract, if it doesn't go well there, it's going to go bad. It's going to be very, very bad. And I'm not saying that I hope that or that I think it's going to happen, but to me, that's the biggest disaster waiting to happen is like if you're just looking at like what could be the worst disaster situation, I think it's if it doesn't go well yeah. at LSU for Brian Kelly, that's really well, bad. And the reason is LSU is just a program with a short leash. Like there's for some sure. programs that are going to give you time. Yep. I think Brett Venables, yeah, I, I legitimately think... He could go eight wins, eight wins, eight wins, and not be on the hot seat. I think OU is going to give him time. Interesting. Going to give him a lot of leeway to get his own players in there. Yeah. There's going to be, and maybe eight wins was a little bit on the extreme side. No, but you're probably still right. My point is yeah. OU is going to be a lot more patient with him than right. LSU is going to be. Yeah, because OU doesn't Kelly. turn over coaches left right. and right. right. And so LSU, you're right, in the SEC, it's just different. But just counterpoint, more. exactly. <laughs> Oklahoma is going to be in the SEC uh, soon too, so that could change yeah, but things. but I don't think they're going to. I don't. Yeah. I, but. That, they're higher-ups. They do things the way OU does things. I don't think going to the SEC is going to change. I think that actually that's going to make them dig in more. Mm. And be like, this is how we do things at the University of Oklahoma. We were talking about it earlier. You guys were singing the Oklahoma song where the oh, wind goes, where the wind goes sleeping, the sweeping wind. down the plains. Yes. And I, I threw it out there. It's stupid to brag about that. Like, <laughs> if that's the best thing you can say about your state, that uh, that it's windy, I think that's then the that's not. A there's good a lot thing. of dust here too. <laughs> yeah, there's dust, tornadoes, <laughs> Ooh, dust in the wind. Very windy. That's Kansas, I guess. You know, it's true. We have big oh, plains of wind. grass. Um, favorite favorite uh, rendition of "Dust in the Wind." Go. I Gotta only be old school. I only know exactly, Kansas. Ryan. That's the Kansas that's the, is the name. No, of the band. Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. It's the best rendition of old it, of. Uh, I see. Of Dust in the Wind. Gotcha. Definitely makes you sense. Boy Blue. Smitty, do you have any awards? Yeah, I actually have five awards. Oh, and they're okay. let's, let's go here with the awards. Overachiever. And they're a lot dumber than your guys'. <laughs> All right. So first one, I'm going to tap into the uh, office a little bit, just like Tyler did. I'm just going to go straight up Dry- Dwight Schrute Award. Mm. Um, always the uh, the overachiever doesn't necessarily get his... his um, his respect all the time. I'm going to go with Kyle Whittingham. Um, okay. I know I mentioned Utah a little bit earlier, but he's always uh, he's he's always in the top ten. Seems like always has a good tough product on the field. So Kyle Whittingham gets beat farmer. Dwight trees he's the, the beat Dwight farmer. Award. Love it. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm going with the you blew it award, and that Whoa. is it is the referees in the Music City Bowl. Oh, Tennessee. Wow. That's right. Still yes. sore about that. That was rough. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. The Diabetes Award goes to <laughs> <laughs> goes to Shane Beamer because you get that much mayo dumped on you. There's got to be some like osmosis. There's to this something skin. going on. You are oh, awarded with diabetes. Uh, I'm Wilford Brimley, and I have diabetes. A, <laughs> he can never eat a chicken salad sandwich again. <laughs> that's right. Gross. Uh, fourth one. Got the Swagger Award, and that's uh, I'm going to give it to Stetson Bennett yeah, um, after he, you know, puffing on that cigar. And then I don't know if you guys caught it, but the very next morning on Good Morning America, oh yeah, dude looked hammered, super hungover. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was. He he had to have just been like just put down a beer yeah. right before that interview. I love it. Um, and then last one is the Best Boy Award, and that's got to go to Uga George's live mascot. Oh, not Revelry. 
the no. uh, Texas A&M Lassie dog. I, I, I would have watched the national championship just for the cuts to that doghouse. Doggo was really cute. I loved it. He was. He looked like he didn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> He's he a was bulldog. Like sitting he doesn't give a shit. Exactly. Just like with a saggy face. Like, out. oh, this is awful. Well, like, take me home. He's got air conditioning in his doghouse. Who do you think gets to like? Who's the whose dog is that? It's the universities. No, right, someone but like someone has to take care of him and bring yeah. him home and give him sure. belly scratches. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Probably, um, yeah, probably like the head of like the entertainment yeah, aspect of things. Person. Yeah, there's got to be like an owner. But, yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's like an individually hired job. Well, there you I go. love that. Good award. Okay, is a good, good award. Yeah, absolutely. I and, have one more real award because this okay. is legitimate and everyone needs to take note of this one. The yearly. This is every year they get this one. The most underrated program award. It's Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. I was, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I, mean, I, come on. I would have thought you would As guess. As Jimmy in South Park would say, I mean, I mean, wood. <laughs> However, <laughs> now with their their first twelve win season ever, are they going to be on? They're in everyone's uh, way too early top twenty five. Tyler, so they can they be, be underrated? Five. Well, that's interesting because we are. Hey, these are our yearly awards. They were underrated all season. Just because they're not now, what doesn't a mean they don't get the award. What a perfect segue into our way too early, not top twenty-five awards. Mm-hmm. So every every uh, by the time the it, we're ten minutes past kickoff, everyone is putting out their way too early top twenty-five for next year, and there's been a lot of them. And I, you know, look, people are going to do that. You're always going to have some that are wrong, some that are right. So what we basically want to do here is pick a few or a few teams that you think people are going to uh, underachieve next year. And Tyler, before the season, you know, this wasn't at the end of the championship game last year, but before the season, you were right on about teams like Iowa State, teams like North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. Yep, you were all over that. And uh, so I'm, in, I'm interested to hear what teams you would pick you think are going to be underachievers next year. All right, so one of them I've been amping up all year long, and that's Notre Dame. And I thought Notre Dame was so ready for a run next season, and everyone's really overestimating how important a a head coach is. And I think that the new coaching staff, even though a lot of them are staying, it's going to be a different environment, different feel. Brian Kelly knew what he was doing. He's been doing that for for decades. It's going to be a, a shift. So Notre Dame... I see three losses, four losses, big disappointment, and I think you're wasting your money right now betting on them in any kind of futures market. So I don't like Notre Dame. And then Michigan State's going to take a step back. You know, mm. Mel Tucker, if you look really deeply at the games they won, that's solvable on defense. He caught a lot of teams by surprise. He bullied them at the line of scrimmage. You could stop that. They're getting good players. I understand that. But the schedule next year does not dictate, I think, a lot of success. And Michigan State, again, three, four losses I could see. Uh, them dropping off a little bit. So those are my two teams I think are going to start off pretty highly ranked and fall back as the season goes. So. Okay, fair enough. I'm bummed that you picked Notre Dame because I did too. So and, did I. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. I mean, you had been, and this was obviously with uh, the assumption Brian Kelly would be there. You were saying, hey, yeah. they're going to be a playoff team next year. And I think rightfully so. And this is less about, I don't want to like bash on Marcus uh, Freeman here because I think he's going to end up being a very good coach. But this guy, I get that his players love him. He's a good recruiter, a great defensive mind. But a lot of times when these young guys uh, get this opportunity where now he's the head coach of a massive program at Notre Dame, he's never been a head coach before, there's going to be a learning curve there. And we could be wrong. He could be the next you know, young guy like Lincoln Riley, or you, know, you can name all, the, all these other fantastic young coaches in college football. But I think they're going to struggle. I think, like you said, three, four losses. I could definitely see that. So Notre Dame is on my list there. Okay. 
Oklahoma State, unfortunately, losing Spencer Sanders finally, um, following up that 12-win season, I think Oklahoma is going to be a tough team next year. I think you're going to see Baylor obviously be a tough team in the Big 12. Uh, believe it or not, I think Texas may have a good year if they can field some sort of a defense. The disrespect you have for Oklahoma State. I think they'll still get nine or ten wins, but I just don't see them as being like a top ten team. You know, I don't think they're going to compete for the Big Tw- the Big Twelve championship again. And then finally, Wake Forest. They had their mm. Cinderella season in the ACC this year. Dave Dorn <clears throat> had a really not great really year. Stepping out on a ledge with, them. I mean, Oklahoma State. There are a lot of people's 10, preseason top twenty five. I think they yeah. could go like mm. seven and five and have a really bad season. Okay. And it reminds me of Indiana I from just, two years ago okay. when they had that great year, and then this year they struggled really hard and end up with like four wins. So I think you're being soft. Okay, how Alabama? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> S- Smitty, I, I think uh, yeah, not much, not much else I can add with Notre Dame. I think uh, the lack of consistency, just just the overall change, I think, um, kind of spells like you guys said, three or four losses for for the Irish. Um, Will, you mentioned it uh, earlier in the show, Ohio State. Um, you know, those last two games, they gave up a lot of points to to, to Michigan and to um, to Utah. So um, they need to figure out what they're doing on on the defensive side of the ball. And then my last one, um, Cincinnati. I think they're going to fall Ooh, off pretty big time. I like they're, that. They're one. not they're not coming back to the playoffs. Sorry, Cincy fans. Um, Bearcats. I I, th- I think they're losing. I think Ritter's coming to the NFL draft, right? I think he's yep. out, and they're only bringing back two starters on defense. So I that's think, a smart pick. I think they're going to be. Uh, I think they're going to struggle a little bit, especially. Are they going to the Big Twelve? Yeah, but not immediately. It's not not, not to until next year, twenty twenty five or whatever. But so. unless there was some sort of buyout, right? Exactly. Just, just like Texas it could or Oklahoma. Soon, but yes, exactly. Okay, yeah, I'll go Cincinnati so. then. All right, I like that. Okay, fair enough. Well, listen, that's all we have for this week's show. Next week, no we're wait, gonna be this- wait. Let's play the recap. Oh, that's the, right. The quick little. That's right. Tyler yeah. put together a the uh, an the audio yearly recap. So we'll hear. It, it's a taste for next week. Yeah, so if you've made next it week, to, we're doing the recap. If you've made it this far in the podcast, there's a little sprinkle on top. Yeah. So next week, there's going to be like a season long compilation recap this was like all the this is a teaser this is a teaser, a teaser. this is all the, the jumping non- off point this is all the nonsense non-football <laughs> stuff that got kind of threw in that thrown in there i'm so. excited it's a, it's a it's a sorbet before the main course yeah i don't really Palette know cleanser. what this was so let's just an amuse bouche yeah exactly <laughs> an amuse bouche a uh potpourri yeah let's hear say. it i'm excited all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to college football tailgates <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this may get a little bit off the rails. Great intro. They do like a, a buffalo style and then they have a hot buffalo style. I'm actually retiring from the podcast game. Mm, okay. I'm announcing my retirement and it's because I made billions off of Dogecoin and GameStop. <laughs> That's so true. You've got to make sure the pepperonis are lined yeah. up and the toppings lined up. And you got to make sure all the, the pieces are geometrically equal at the end. Yes. I feel like I just purchased a Rosetta Stone for losers. This is why Labor Day is always my, actually, legitimately my favorite holiday. This is, uh, favorite? Yes. We're talking Christmas. Yes. I mean, Halloween, it's okay. It's because Labor Day is the one, ever since they started doing the thing where you have five straight nights of football. I don't get naming it Labor Day. But that's the whole point. giving everyone the day off. No, it's not the whole point. It shouldn't be the whole point. It's it's stupid. You know what? If that's the whole point, I have an idea for a new holiday. Can I pitch a new holiday out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, of course. For people who create holidays. Yep. It's going to be called National Health Awareness Day, and every individual is supposed to eat a chocolate cake. College football <laughs> is like our wife, and then the girl 
punch like our Gumars, like uh, Soprano style. Dude, you look like Beetlejuice. <laughs> Here, let me give you a Tyler Walgie answer. A- ask me again if, if, if Brian Harson is good or not. Is Brian Harson good? Well, see, the thing about this is that the market <laughs> said that they should have only been five and a half, six point losers, and yet they didn't live up to the market expectation. Well, so there you go. It is currently 30 to 12 on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, the dagger at the end. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Great job. So we'll have the official one next week. Yes. I'll have it put together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Love it. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Subscribe on, sh- uh, I was going to say Shopify, Spotify, <laughs> iTunes. Rate it and review it. Give us a five-star rating if you can. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. We'll see you next week.